Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. And welcome back to your favorite G.I. Joe podcast show. But there's no time to lose because this is a lot of stuff we're going to try to cover today here on Knowing is Half the Podcast. <laughs> I am Ray Stacanus. I am the one that screwed you all. Yes, I thought this was a great idea and maybe it will be and maybe not. We'll see. Here's the thing. I like that you suggested it and then did not watch. Uh, to be okay well look i oh, the, the idea was the, way. the idea was like we would all bring our favorite treehouse of terror episodes treehouse because of they're horror. iconic classic wow, can't even get the treehouse of, of thing horror right. really yeah treehouse yeah. of horror yeah i've been I calling treehouse of terror for years oh hell no it's, get out of here it's, you're fired it's, it's alliterative how would you why would you why would you do that that's ridiculous you are fired uh and I was like, okay, like everybody knows these episodes. So like we can just like I hey, remember that one time that one thing happened, and everybody who's listening will be like, Yes, I remember that. That's fantastic. Um, which so I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. So like I mean, I I'm doing like the second episode uh the second treehouse. Uh Gina's doing the sixth. And Ray is like, fuck y'all. I'm gonna go with uh, a terrible <laughs> one that no one has watched. And so yeah, we'll Man, see how this goes. 22 whole minutes, Chan. It's like what you would normally do to record an episode of this show, except that was higher quality than what you normally would be watching. Uh, I would argue that uh, Treehouse 25 wrong. is is it's there. It solid. Uh, you know what? I hadn't seen it, but I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I, I had okay. it, I, I, you know, at some point I stopped watching The Simpsons, not because it, it the quality declined, just because there had been so much of it. Uh, yeah, and and this was a real good little. one. 25 was a real good one. I hadn't seen it. Enjoyed it thoroughly. All right, then. I mean, sounds good. So, guys, uh, today we're going to watch three. We watched three episodes, dear Lord, of Treehouse of Horror. And that, as which Chan is just three, said, three episodes. Each one has uh, has three vignettes in it. It's it's each so is a triptych. Yeah, yeah. Which also, by the way, as someone who wrote on an 11 minute show, kudos to them for cramming 
three stories into 21 minutes that are all fantastic because that is hard. That is hard. Well, we're watching Treehouse of Horror 2, which is who's that was uh, Chan's idea. Treehouse of Horror 6, which is Gina's idea. And then Treehouse of Horror 25, because it looked interesting. And I don't have a favorite Treehouse. Like, I guess there was one I remember of the alien and how to feed 440 humans. That whole deal. Yeah, to serve man. Also, you're just the worst, Ray. You're just the worst. Yeah. How are you going to be a grown-ass man you don't have a favorite Treehouse of Horror? Yeah, that's terrible. I just told you the one with that alien and it's the only one I remember Uh, because I I mean, I watched a lot. Look, I watched a lot of Simpsons first and second season. I think we all did uh, back in what, 89 and 90. And then you watch it here and there as you kind of go along. And every time you see a clip, you're like, oh, yeah, that is still pretty good. And here we are 30 years later and it's still a thing. And they're still just like going for how who knows how long this show is going to be going for. Uh, And then every time I see it, it's like, yeah, that's generally enjoyable. But I don't seek it out, you know. I I know that they put what was yeah. the big deal with the apps and the the one app had like all the Simpsons. It's like who's who's just sitting out and watching all the Simpsons? That just seems like too much. I don't know. I feel like we can name a half dozen people off the top of our heads. <laughs> yeah, who do Maybe that. That's true. Yeah, yeah. We know a lot of people and that have to, a lot of. Free to be time. fair. Yeah, it, we're we're in a. A town full of comedy people, also full of television people. writing people, and like that's that's one of those like seminal works, you know, that uh, is like a, one of the pillars of modern comedy. So you know, I, mean, I was joking because I bought a season of The Walking Dead because I'd like to get into it and kind of catch up and finish uh, the series now that I know it's kind of ending. So I bought season seven on Amazon streaming for like twenty bucks, and I bought it like Gina the typing, dear lord. <laughs> God damn it. There's bongo drums in my ears. Um, <laughs> uh, anyway. Do you not have your mic on, Gina? I do. <laughs> Are you pointing it at your keyboard? <laughs> no, this I also, don't know why it's so my, loud. My point this may is, also be raised misophonia because I cannot hear it. Oh, yeah. No, I, it's, I mean, I'm shocked that. that he could hear it. My, it's not even near <laughs> my mic. In my mind, guys at home, tell me, hashtag Ray is uh, uh, hearing things, but I was correct. Or B, Gina typing loud, hashtag. <laughs> or how about this one? Hashtag, I'm cutting this all out. Oh, no, this is not going to be in the show. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so my point is, I have not watched a single episode of this Walking Dead because I just haven't been able to find the time. How do people find the time to watch every episode of The Simpsons? which is like, what, 500 episodes at this point? Dear Lord. We're better at time management than you are. Other human beings are better at time management than you are. Or... We're north of 600, by the way. They don't have kids. I would say a part of one, part of the other. Probably both. Probably both. Probably both? Definitely both. Anyway, let's talk about Tree tree Horse. Tree Horse of Terror. Uh, Tree Horse. (laughs) Uh, Tree Horse of Terror. Jan, uh, this was your selection. Now, uh, what is your story with this particular episode? Like, why is it your favorite before we go into breaking it down? I mean, uh, like rewatching it again, I love like how because we're like right at the beginning. So like all of these sort of things that we sort of take for granted um, uh, are just like sort of initiating here. But uh, what it really comes down to is uh, my favorite uh, line in television any television show comedy drama action whatever um any any 
joke. It is the single joke, and it's from the first segment of the show, which is the uh, Monkey Paw episode, mm-hmm. which episode. already has a, a a ton of great gags in it. Um, but it's a uh, um, it's a uh, well, we'll get to it. But like, it is my favorite line uh, of all time, and I love it so much. And so, like, just from there, you know, it, it would just indelibly uh buried itself in my brain uh back when i saw it you know in 1991 was it was it season three probably 91 yeah somewhere in that zone season two Uh, i just the thing i remember most about this episode way back in the day was we had just read the monkey's paw in my english class like a month before (laughs) this came out so i this was like hard fresh in my mind uh when when it came out i was like i understood that reference and it was just (laughs) a delight uh, so this thing opens with Marja giving a speech like she's at a, 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 a like a what do you call it like a, a high school play. And she steps from behind the curtain to basically say, hey, this is going to be real violent and real gross in many ways. So uh, it's not a normal episode of The Simpsons. We warned you last year we would do this and still got angry letters. You're probably not going to listen to me again, but I'm still trying. And I was like, you know what? That's a good bit. I like that. Yeah, I, I, I love on, it because they because they started it with the very first uh, uh, Treehouse of Horror Marge coming out. And this was at a time when parents were were more involved in their kids' lives than they are now. Before there were tablets and and phones, no and internet. things like that. No internet, exactly, exactly. So, and parents used to write angry letters into pretty much every show, every. Uh, uh, especially like anything on Disney. They would write, but I, but The Simpsons got a lot of angry letters because people thought that Bart was a bad influence and all of that stuff. So I love that they just tackled it head on and made Marge sort of come out and give a warning, but then sort of make fun of her every year for giving the warning. It's a good, it's a good bit while also telling those parents, oh, you know, like if you want to turn it off and not let your kid watch it, do that. (laughs) Real talk here. Uh, As a parent, uh, whose kid is just starting to repeat everything that is said. So now, now we're having to curtail all the fucks and shits because, um, you know, we're starting to hear that thing where you, you're know, like driving and you just hear out of the back seat like, you motherfucker. Like, oh, whoa, got it. <laughs> Can't do that anymore in front of him. You could do it when he didn't understand English, but now that he's putting those uh, uh, syllables together, eh, not a good thing to repeat. Um, uh, and I'm uh, dreading, you know, like five years from now, when he will watch something, you know, like Bart being shitty and then just be shitty because that's all it is. Like parents like they don't give a shit about morality or whatever like that. They're just like, I don't want my kid to fucking call me an asshole and oh, punch no. me in the dick. The people you know? writing letters are, are the morality people. Oh, those people go to hell. Oh, no, that's yeah, the, I'll say right the, now, the, people, the, the late 80s the letters are are absolutely those people, because I when I was a kid, I watched The Simpsons. And first of all, I would not like repeat stuff but if i did my parents would just be like well you're not watching that anymore like it's not but the people <laughs> that actually take the time to write the letters are the people who they parody on the simpsons using uh maude flanders and and reverend lovejoy's wife when she says will somebody please think of the children it's the pearl clutchers who think mm-hmm. you know seeing a kid be bratty on tv is a sin 
Well, I see the late 80s and early 90s were like the real like hardcore in my mind, at least for as far as yes. television monitoring goes, because they used to put op eds in the newspaper. I used to read them uh, all the time, like every day. It felt like there was another one about the violence or whatever. And my one of my favorite things I remember reading back in the day was a, uh, a, a an article that was just like, here are the most violent shows on television. And one of them was like married with children or like something that's like I'm looking at it like, yeah. no, I watched that show. That's not a really but it, it turned out that their, their methodology, and let's see how scientific it was. They picked one random episode of the show and then just counted up the number of violent acts or what they consider to be violent acts in the show. And if I remember correctly, that episode of Married with Children had a boxing match in it. So yeah, they counted every I, punch of the boxing match. So I'm like, why are there 97 violent acts in a half hour of Married with Children? Oh, well, if you count a boxing match happening in the background, then yes. But that's stupid. To be fair, as someone who grew up and watched Married with Children with my parents, because we used to watch pretty much everything together, uh, at least up until a certain age, th- uh, that is not a show kids should watch. Ha- now re-watching no. it, it's a <laughs> lot of sexist stereotypes. Uh, I oh, thought yeah. it was hilarious, but I-, I would either not let a kid watch it or I would say like, okay, now this is, it's funny, but it's bad. <laughs> Yeah. Well, you can oh, see now how parents. a lot of shows similar to that would damage you come <laughs> as you come of age. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I watched that with I, like we, I, we we watched Simpsons together. We watched In Living Color together. So, you know, most of the stuff, at least at least my parents were watching it with us. So oh, wow. it wasn't. Yeah. The s- simpler times, man. No Internet. Nothing. Yeah, my, my parents simpler didn't times. watch anything with me. Uh, because everything I wanted to watch, I knew they wouldn't like. So I would just I would just not watch it in my room or whatever. <laughs> that explains a lot. I did not have a TV in my room, Mr. Rich Von Richardson. No, you know what? Mm. When I was, it was my had, birthday coming up. She had pe- no, she had a full live cast reenacting <laughs> yeah, exactly. sitcoms for her. Yeah. Because she I was had a queen. A stage. <laughs> in Boonton uh, Township. I- I asked my parents for TV and cable when I was like 12 or 13. And I was just oh, like, that's what 12 you want or 13. Okay. I mean, I, I had one there. in my room when I was like, I think when I was 15 or 16. There you go. But I'm talking well, about said, kid. Just, you're, you're, you're talking about like teenager, preteen. I, 12 is kid. You know, I don't know. Like, uh, uh, 12 uh, is preteen. Court, Gina. Ray, learn your terminology <laughs> if you're going to work in TV, sir. Uh, so oh, this also, is here's like I'm going to work in TV at this point. <laughs> <laughs> here's a handy mnemonic ray for telling what's a teen or a preteen if there's a teen in the number they're teens if there's no teen like 11 or 12 that's a preteen yeah there you go this is, okay. i'm learning a lot today guys right there sometimes they're called so. tweens uh 12 Whoa, is considered uh, tween nowadays let's not Boy. let's Does not see, make it too difficult this, on the minority <laughs> what is this legion season uh, one all over again what's happening yeah yeah <laughs> So this was the first, uh, this was, this was the second Treehouse of horror that they ever did, uh, because they didn't have on the first season, but this was the first one where they did the funny, um, the funny names at the beginning of, of, of oh, yeah. uh, all the writers and everything. And apparently they said that it got to be such a pain in the ass to write them that one season they stopped and there was such an outcry from people who loved them oh that God. they that they went back to doing it. So there's one season, I forget what season it is, I think it's like 16 or something, where they where the writers were just like, oh, for fuck's sake, we've been doing this for so long. There are no more puns for the same people's names. 
mm-hmm. and they stop. But but this time they 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 start out with the uh, with you know you get double the bit because there's also names on gravestones, and the first one they have is Bambi's mom, which is very yeah. sad. They also have Cajun cooking, which apparently is is dead or that was, was hilarious dead. in 1991. Yeah, I thought they were. I thought these were these were all good bits. The bet this is the best part about uh, Treehouse of Horror is every frame. Uh, I've seen them so much now that every frame has something going on, whether or not you spot it, even if it's very fast. Uh, and these opening sequences are chock full of that. Yeah. Well, you know, they uh, had like a through line quick, where uh, they all. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, we. Uh, my idea for this was that uh, we wouldn't. Uh, do like the intense recap. We would because. Oh, all right. Each I mean, I took would have very about 20 few notes on all like, of these. Yeah, we'll just sort of like hit the high points in like a, like each segment, and then like we can talk about what we are interested in, but we don't have to like you know like hit everything. I so. just have fun oh, that's trivia good because, for a bunch of things. Yeah, 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 perfect. Normally, I take pretty detailed notes about like this happened and this happened in order, and here I just put monkey's paw. Hey, Lisa's in Morocco. <laughs> I feel like we've all seen these enough that I could recite each of these episodes, but I just have fun little trivia things for things. Yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. Well, let's just bring it up. So sure, the through like, line is that all the yeah, all the kids eat. Uh, everybody eats candy, and they make a joke like, "Well, we won't all have nightmares from eating too much candy." Cut to, of course, everyone having nightmares. So we start with I Lisa. Love, I, yeah, I love that. That's just like like meta humor. Like you know, like it was like a seminal thing for like talking about the thing that you're actually doing, and you know, it was it was still like a fresh, fun uh, thing to do back then. Yeah. Yeah, there's these these Treehouse of Horror episodes are are chock full of meta humor, and I I appreciate it. Yeah, so I mean, let's talk about this monkey's paw episode here again. I had just yeah, learned this, about monkey's paw. Is Lisa, this is Lisa's nightmare. She's the first one to have a nightmare, and her and this is her her nightmare is monkey's paw. Uh, I yeah. just lo- I love the the gag with the uh, um uh like the stall over there it's gone it's just like yeah. the, oh no he's right over there yeah yeah there's there's my, my first like that moment is great my first favorite line is when marge just goes ah there's something i don't like about that severed hand <laughs> and the delivery is just perfect it's said with no self-awareness or irony that she's talking about a severed hand it's just a concerned mom as if she was saying oh there's something i don't like about that boy from school but this time she's talking about a severed hand <laughs> uh, uh i you know what so they and, end up taking and, it home from morocco yeah. yeah yeah the maggie's pacifier bit was great yeah maggie makes a, a wish, great build up and it's a, it's a pacifier and the then limo comes and all of this and yeah and then the second uh, the second wish is Bart wishes for them to be famous. And this is this is the most tongue-in-cheek meta because yeah. the Simpsons get rich and famous and then there's Simpsons merch everywhere. And this was a season of the Simpsons when it was truly like you went to the Jersey Shore and every other stall had Simpsons t-shirts. And there's a character in this that's like, $18 for this t-shirt? That's ridiculous. And they're making CDs, which they were actually doing. And everyone no, no, no. just like, hates here. it. Who here bought the Simpsons sing the blues? The Simpsons sing the blues, not like a soundtrack or like, you know, like uh, here's a bunch of comedy songs. Here is the Simpsons, these cartoon characters singing blues songs on cassette. 
Yeah. Because uh, I, 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 I may have bought that. I had several yeah. Simpsons CDs. And this is, and they have a, a ridiculous, but not not much more ridiculous than Simpsons Sing the Blues. They have like no. a uh, an island songs or whatever it is. <laughs> and Aloha Simpsons. It's truly, and you know that because the writers have no say in merch, you know that they don't, like they don't, they don't get your opinion as a showrunner or as a writer about merch on your show. It's just shit that Fox was sh- like shelling out everywhere and they slapped those faces on everything. So this was the writer's opportunity to have people in town be like, oh, at first they were cute, but now they're obnoxious. <laughs> and I I just, I love it. Also, what's real bit. fun is to uh, look back to 1991 where they're saying 18 bucks for a t-shirt. What a ripoff. <laughs> I'm like, that, oh, you know what? That is expensive. I even thought like when they said 18 bucks, I was like, man, in 1991, 18 bucks is, is freaking expensive. But then, you know, that's, pr- that's yeah, probably no. what those were. I you also know, had we 25 have, bucks a shirt now. Standard. What is it? You know, when we have a snail in bucks. our store, okay. uh, it's only $13 for one of the new knowing is half the podcast seasons. Uh, one, two, three and four. <laughs> Uh, t-shirts seamless. now available. Seamless. Go plug, to our knowing right? is half the podcast. I, I used- or. I used to Check like this podcast. Now they're annoying. Uh, uh, yeah. This was I, I. I enjoyed. I enjoyed this. I enjoyed everyone being over the Simpsons. Uh, and then uh, Lisa wishes for world peace. Uh, which is great. They're freaking uh, um, uh, singing songs and uh, making a huge hands across America into a huge peace sign. And then we pull back to get the first Kang and Kodos laugh that went on for too long yep. and when i saw that <laughs> i lost my mind and you can still you you can see the result of it today i still love huge long cartoon laughs and i i force you people to listen to them every time i run across them in cartoons by the way they 100 percent did this because the episode was short they had two opportunities for laughs and they they said that we're a couple seconds under so they extended this last and this is the second second appearance of the aliens because it's the second treehouse of horror and they've appeared in every single one so sometimes it's just a little bit of voice work sometimes it's you know, for there was one season where just at the very end, they're like, I can't believe they didn't invite us to do the, the Halloween show this year. Well, maybe is the, is the phone working? Pick it up. You know, like, so they have appeared in every one and I love them so much. Mm-hmm. Great. Uh, uh, you know, I like the fact that they come yeah. show up with like a stick. And just because they have the one weapon in the world, a stick now, they take over the entire world and enslave the world, which made me laugh. And that oh. leads to my favorite line. Wait. In all of television, yeah. which is uh, when uh, 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 Flanders gets the paw and says, I wish these you know aliens were gone. Uh, Kang goes running after Mo saying, kneel before my slingshot, puny earthling. And then, yeah, after the paw goes, then it just comes right back in the other direction, like full on Scooby-Doo physics with, with Mo chasing him. And he's, ah, he's got a board with a nail in it. And fucking bored with a nail in it is so just the the most epic uh, juxtaposition joke that we we uh, we do ID four, but instead of fucking viruses or atomic bombs, it's fucking bored with a nail in it. And yeah, that was just that just made my life. Oh, I see. It I also thought explains. The, 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 
Uh, that, but that, and then they're like, oh, someday, you know, like they'll destroy themselves. They'll build a bigger board with a bigger nail. And, and it's <laughs> just so great. And even, and there's a line in there from, from the aliens where they say your superior intellect is no match for our puny weapons. And that gets me <laughs> every, every freaking time. Also side note, Homer, Homer wishes for a turkey sandwich, which is totally what I would wish for. Oh yeah! Uh, would you dry. Re- would you remember? <laughs> do would you remember to uh, uh, have mayo? Oh, you know what? I feel like I I feel like on a scale of one to ten, that was probably a seven turkey sandwich because he's going through it and he says turkey's a little dry. Oh, turkey's a little dry. And you know what? Turkey turkey's kind of dry. I I feel like it was still probably a pretty good sandwich, and at least it didn't kill him like you know other monkey's paw esque things in the past. So Ooh, I consider look, that a win. You- if you get a magic wish, you want a 10 out of 10 on your turkey sandwich. Anything yeah, less is a fucking true. disappointment. But I feel like at that point, if you're just trying to avoid a uh, uh, monkey's paw-esque uh, uh, punishments, you know, a slightly dry turkey sandwich isn't that bad. <laughs> I mean, as, as it all goes. But it was a, that was a low-risk, low-reward kind of a... Uh... Kind of a wish. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, the Let's... Flanders gets the paw. He makes the aliens go away, then gives himself a castle. And Homer hilariously says, I wish I had a monkey's paw. Yeah, it's, uh, it's great. That one it's got great. me. And, that then, one got and me. then Lisa wakes up from the nightmare, and then it's time for Bart's nightmare. Uh, Bart's yeah, nightmare which is the Twilight like, Zone. Yeah, the redo of the Twilight Zone episode with Billy Moomy. So, so this is this is a fun little fact. So, first of all, almost every uh, Treehouse of Horror has some sort of Twilight Zone reference, understandable. Uh, and even the even the monkey's paw, uh, there there was a, a Twilight Zone episode that was that was based on the monkey's paw thing. So that was sort of Twilight Zone esque, but this one is full on. Uh, yeah, the the it, it's it's called it's a good life, and when the that episode of the twilight zone with with billy bummy was made into a movie they they redid a bunch of the more famous uh episodes of the twilight zone and that was one of the ones that they remade with really? you know some a new actor and have it, you not seen it, the twilight zone movie oh I've not i've not, not seen this episode of twilight zone either i didn't even know this was an episode of twilight zone it makes sense in hindsight that uh, of course wrong with you Again, who okay, has time to watch every show in existence? I'm I'm going to back what up. Twilight Zone we was a show from the from the 50s and yeah. 60s, created by Rod Zone. Serling, that happened to have that generally had a twist at the end of it. Each right. episode, the Burgess Meredith episode, is a fantastic I spent, example. I, I'm a I'm a Twilight Zone expert. I spent many New Year's Eves as a kid watching the Twilight Zone marathon, you know, with my yeah. brother and with my parents. So I have, and I still do it. Like every every New Year's Eve, I watch at least a few episodes of The Twilight Zone just because it's tradition at this point. But wow. the the fun fact is, so they made a movie, Ray, of of it had four vignettes. Three were based off of old Twilight Zone episodes that they just reworked. Wow. So the famous, you know, thing on the thing on the wing with William Shatner, yeah, William yeah. Shatner. was remade yeah. with with John Lithgow. And then they had one original vignette, uh, which was uh, John Landis. Three people died because he's a fucking asshole. Not not worth it for. It was also the worst of the of the four Wait, vignettes. But I digress. Three people died making the movie. Yeah, they were decapitated by a uh, what helicopter. helicopter. 
How do you oh not goodness. know these stories, Ray? Oh, Christ, are you, Ray. Are you an android that recently came to life? That's something a human would definitely say. This was a huge news story, right? Anyway, anyway. A huge yeah, news John, story John in what year, Gina? What year was this a huge news story? I mean, it remains. Like Anytime 88? Max Landis's name is brought up, ev- everyone, everyone is basically like, Max Landis is a fucking asshole. Don't forget his dad killed three people. But anyway, here's the fun fact. Oh ah, Ray, God damn it. We're never going to get through this if you fill all, fill all your sacks with things this you don't know. <laughs> Oh, well, uh, that's, that's- so the the fun fact about this is that the vignette in the Twilight Zone movie that was based on the Billy Mummy episode that they're doing in The Simpsons was the live action acting debut of Nancy Cartwright, the voice of Bart. So she had oh, okay. a small, small part in the Twilight Zone movie of this episode. So it's very fitting. She was like the sister of the kid who has all these powers, basically. And this movie uh, came out in 1983. So pardon me if first grade Ray didn't hear the story of three people getting decapitated on a movie set. It's uh, a shame you don't live somewhere where movie trivia is <laughs> rife. <laughs> Where people who know about movies talk about movies all the time. Yeah. And, you know, it's not like John Landis ever became famous or did anything else or was constantly talked about as having killed three people. And then his son, Max Landis, got me too. I guarantee by by friends of ours in the comedy community. I I open most first dates with, hey, let's talk about John Landis murdering three people during Twilight Zone. I guarantee there are people at home listening right now that had no idea that was a thing. Maybe didn't nope. even know there was a Twilight Zone movie. And they are going to justify, they're going to uh, uh, bring it up for me on Twitter with hashtag, no. uh, 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 I didn't know either. That's all it is. Hashtag, well, no, I didn't hashtag know raise either. a dumbass. Hashtag raise an Android well, or raise knew, a dumbass, please. If you knew hashtag raise an Android, it's probably appropriate as well. Uh, here's a fun trivia fact that Twilight Zone movie scared the shit out of me as a child. Oh yeah, the I the end or or the the, the, the no no the, the mouth is the biggest one. The which one? The mouth. Oh, where yeah. Billy Mummy takes that uh, the, the kid's mouth away. That was that that wasn't Billy Mummy. That was in the movie. Right. The in the movie the movie is what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That wasn't the the original was Billy Mummy. The new one I forget yeah. who the kid was. But yeah, yeah. that's Billy Mummy that's... from Lost in Space, the classic show. Uh Billy oh, Mummy you from the Lost Twilight Zone. Yeah, I, I watched Lost uh, he... in Space. What am I sort of monster? It's a yes. great it's a great yes, right. it's a great episode. He in the original episode he he sends anytime he f- sort of freakishly deforms people or animals they say send them away to the corn and he wishes them into the cornfield so the rest of the town don't have to see them. And he actually does like he does like Bart does to Homer in the original one he turns a man into a a uh, a jack in the box and you just see you just see the silhouette on the wall. And it's 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 oh it's so well done, and Sounds this creepy. is so funny. This is so funny that you know Bart's a monster. The reason that this is Bart's nightmare is because it ends with him telling Homer he loves him, and he wakes up screaming that's right. from the nightmare. That's that's the nightmarish part for Bart. Uh, real quick, just want to jump in here with the uh, uh, the little boy who plays the Billy Boomy character in a Twilight Zone movie. His name is Jeremy Licht. He did that. 
He did a lot of work uh, in the uh, 80s as like a child actor, I guess. He was on the Valerie TV series oh, wow. for 110 episodes. Mm. Um, that kid never needs to And work again. basically did not work after 1993, except for um, a short called The Closer in 2009, where he played 40-ounce drinking hooligan number two, which could well be... Um, some other guy named Jeremy Licht who got their uh, IMDb uh, mixed up with his because that doesn't make any goddamn sense. Yeah, he had a friend, uh, you know, he had a friend who does yeah. comedy and asked him to do a thing. Like I, I can, I could totally see that. Uh, there's a there's a great detail in this episode where everyone is everyone's eating cereal at the kitchen table when Bart comes in and they're terrified of of him and they they spit their cereal out and on the cereal box it says it's like a like crusty cereal or whatever and it Crustios. says it's it's something like that but it's like the chocolate version and the 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 slogan is only sugar has more sugar yeah. <laughs> And it's so great because it's, I had to pause it to read and I guarantee it's one of those things that like no one probably noticed, but they still did it anyway. And I love it. <laughs> See, I, I just laugh when, uh, uh, cause Homer, you got to know better. I don't care if you got 50 bucks of the game or not. Uh, when the monster, uh, uh, brain power kid comes in, you let him watch Krusty the clown. You don't tell him to shut up so you can watch the end of your game. I mean, that's just, that's a party foul. But the part that did make me laugh was when he turns the ball into Homer's like limp body or whatever it was <laughs> and it just hits the upright i'm just i'm dying i'm just like i'm like that's yeah. so it's wrong it's so right and oh, the football yeah, that's, that's goes, and and anytime anything like this happens you know what we say it's good that bart did that <laughs> that's right oh that was real funny uh, uh also, so anyway that's the also bart his test at school was great uh the uh, uh oh. who was the first president <laughs> <laughs> some guy country is called Bonerland. yeah and then like the the next three questions are like, when did the Civil War start and end and all that? And it was like, eat my and shorts. So like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, like and, all those visual and the comments so from great. the teacher says, uh, and so we'll be uh, we'll be adjusting the history books again to accommodate Bart's answers. <laughs> yeah, it's it's all um, it's all great. And then he wakes up screaming because because doctor the the uh, the therapist says, you know, your kid's a monster, but you should spend time with him and and love him. And maybe he'll he'll be less of a monster. And then so he and Homer and Bart bond and then Bart wakes up screaming. <laughs> that's some, <laughs> it's funny. That's greatness. Yeah. Uh, and so then the we're, on to, we're on to Homer's nightmare, which is a Frankenstein uh, parody. It's, it Which starts as a Frankenstein parody and then gets to the famed, uh, the famed Rosie Greer, Albert Finney movie, The Man with Two Heads. Yes, it's it's I will I will say the weakest of the three. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah. still, I mean, that being said, it's you know, it's like a slightly dry turkey sandwich that you got for free from a monkey spot. <laughs> I'm still going to eat it and enjoy it. <laughs> I mean, Homer like, did the, the not justice... finish that sandwich. We, uh, we need to take note dry. of that. That's true. That's true, which there's an episode where he eats an exp like a sandwich that has gone bad for like weeks. So he absolutely would have finished that turkey sandwich no matter what. <laughs> uh, the, the gist of this Homer episode is Homer's fired uh, for sleeping on the job because he's going to be replaced by a work robot, which ends up falling on him and killing him. Uh, he gets a job as a grave no, digger, falls asleep in the not, ditch. That's not what Isn't happens. Isn't that right? No, that's what happens when I don't Ray? take diligent notes, Gina. No, it's it's uh, Homer gets fired. He gets a job as a ditch digger, but he takes a no, nap, a grave, digger. a grave digger, but he takes yeah. a nap in yeah, but, one of the oh, open okay, graves. Excuse me. 
and okay, so he gets killed and there. Mr. Burns and uh, uh, Smithers think he's dead, so they use his brain oh. to put into the robot. Uh, Smithers Excuse warns me. Mr. Burns Homer was not a good employee, but Mr. Burns doesn't care. Uh, uh, you know what? My notes are basically said, the robot. Uh, they killed Homer and put it in the robot, and I took that as uh, he got he got uh, killed by the robot. I'm thinking of uh, uh, Mr. Burns at the end of the episode who gets crushed by the robot. Yes. Yes. Um, there we go. I just conflated uh, two I events, do- guys. It happens. No hashtag whoopsie. <laughs> uh i i love the the bit where they're dragging homer out of the graveyard in a bag and he's like oh, oh. and smith's like i don't think he's dead yet and then burns comes over and just starts just whacking the shit out of with the shovel like, oh my bad god corpse. stop scaring smithers <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's great and then when they're scooping apparently when they when uh you know like when um mr burns says hand me the ice cream scoop to scoop his brains out there's a great line when Smithers says an ice cream scoop and he goes, damn it, Smithers, it's it's not rocket science. It's brain surgery. <laughs> brain surgery. Yeah, that's good. Uh, uh, yeah, these are all pretty strong. Uh, so that Homer, Homer's brain goes in the robot and he eats a lot of donuts. And so they decided to just take the brain back out because he's not really doing the job he's meant to be doing. Which, you know, yeah, this helps. He's, he's Smithers is crushed and this leads us to. And it leads Burns us to the, crushed, the, the man right? with two heads. Burns is crushed. For yeah, that's God's fine. sakes, man. You get any of it right. Well, any part so, of it. So the thing that kills me is that you're led to believe, at least I was, that they were going to cut out uh, a Smithers brain and either put it in the robot or put it in Homer. And instead, they just cut off his whole head Burns. and attach it to Homer's body because that's funnier. Burns. Mr. Burns. What is are you? Why? What am I saying? Now he's trolling damage. us. This now he's trolling this, us. <laughs> I mean, yes. But what, what have I been what saying? Homer? You keep saying Smithers instead of Mr. Burns. <laughs> oh, Smithers, Mr. Burns are the same person. We already know that. You know why? It's because Whoa, I want to do the like one some... bit. Yes, it's like Fight is Club. Is this some Fight Club uh, shit? Uh, the, the, the thing I want to say is the one bit I really enjoyed in this is Smithers trying to talk uh, uh, Mr. Burns out of uh, using Homer's brain in the robot. He's just like, he's not a good employee. And immediately Mr. Burns like does the thing where he looks at Smithers and sees this great Smithers brain. And immediately Smithers uh, is like, but you can yeah. do whatever you want, of course, obviously. <laughs> that made me laugh. I like that bit. Yeah. And it it ends with, so so Homer, you know, he he has Smithers's head attached to him. They all wake up from their candy nightmares and you think it's over, but then Homer looks into the into the mirror and realizes that uh oh, Mr. Burns's head is on his shoulder. And then they do this great bit at the end where it's <laughs> it's like, and next week on this, and then it's a very typical sitcom trope where Homer is Homer is sitting there with Burns's head sewed to his thing, and Lisa says, Oh, you have to come to my thing tonight, and he and Smithers goes, or Burns says, no, we have to do this. And Homer goes, oh, I hate having two heads. Laugh track, laugh track, laugh track. Well, it was great because, you know, the, they, they were also making fun of the sitcom bit where everything ends the way it begins, no matter what. And so they were just like, next week's episode, nothing changed. And I, yeah. I laughed about that. Especially in 91, that's a, that's a really strong bit. So, okay, we're going to take a quick commercial break. And we'll be right back to talk about Tree House of Horror number six. G.I. Joe will return after these messages. Hey, this is Keith. Or some actor playing Keith, I'm not really sure anymore. But um, we're coming to the end. The end of my Los Angeles con spree. But before I leave, I have some scores to set and discover a couple truths to be revealed. 
It's all going to come down to the season finale of Rideshare Episode X. It's going to drop on December 3rd. Now, until then, I want you to catch up by binge listening the first season. And I suggest that you do exactly as I say. Or you're going to miss all the fun. Hey, it's Brent Pope, the host of Breakfast with Brent Pope. You've seen me on some of your favorite TV shows saying things like, give it up, Jimmy. You got to sink this putt to win. On Breakfast with Brent Pope, I sit down with guests from the entertainment world and we do it all over breakfast. Or should I say breakfast? Every week on Breakfast, you get inside Hollywood info and tips, great breakfast wrecks and booty debates. Most of all, you get the most delightful 30 minutes of your week. So dig in. It's Breakfast time. Listen at breakfast.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. taking Homer, Marge, and all the Simpsons camping, including you-know-who. Now you can get one Simpsons character and camping scene in every Kids Club meal at Burger King. The Burger King Kids Club, just for fun, just for you. Now, back to G.I. Joe. And we are back talking about Treehouse of Horror number six. Opens with a headless horseman and some hangings. Whee! Uh, yeah, this was my pick and, and I, I don't even you know, know if this is this my, if this is my most favorite because I, oh, I, there are now. other ones that I also like a lot. I really love the one where Willie, I think it's three hours of horror five or maybe four where Willie keeps trying to save the day and just keeps getting an ax to the back, uh, <laughs> in every vignette. That's, that's a great one. I picked this one though, specifically because the first episode that they have, which is called Attack of the 50-Foot Eyesores, is so is it so reminds me of what we should be doing to Trump that <laughs> I that I I had to watch it uh uh because it just has a great moral at the end that that makes me wish that we could have Paul Anka come in and sing a song and no one would pay attention to Trump and then he would just <laughs> die. <laughs> yeah i mean you know it, it works until the nazis are in the street setting you on fire um <laughs> whoa you went that's dark. where the problems start coming in uh it's a metaphor saying. ray it's a metaphor <laughs> yeah. uh but this is this is by far the treehouse of horror that my brother and i quote to each other the best 
Uh, and, okay. and a lot of them are from this first one. So the first one, Attack of the 50-Foot Eyesores, is, is Homer goes to get a donut. He thinks it's going to be a giant donut, uh, uh, but it's a little tiny one. So he goes back and steals the steals the giant donut from Lard uh, Lad. Uh, the Lard Lad uh, mascot yeah. holding it. Uh, real quick, how many how many of you show of hands have bought that huge ass donut from uh, uh, Universal Studios? Oh, Simpsons. I, I have not. I I have not. No, I have not either. But I it, should. Am I the only one with a hand up? What's wrong with you people? No, Come on. you know what? I'm not. I know I can't eat that much donut. It's See, not about eating. I know eating I can eat that much donut. That's the problem. It's about taking a picture for Instagram. It's for the gram. Come on now. I mean, I've I've gone there and I love it. I love searching for board license plates. But I just know <laughs> I know I would want to eat the whole donut and then I wouldn't when I go to theme parks, I very rigorously plan out my my eating schedule so that I can eat maximum amounts of things and that donut would wreck me for the rest of the day. Well, you that's why you get it last. Oh, that's true. You How are you going to finish it if you get it last? You're not supposed to finish it. That's the thing. It's too big to finish. Take it home. Come on, man. <laughs> Share it with the family. Uh, but there's a great, there are so many, I'm just going to fly through some of these, these one-liners that my brother and I quote. Uh, mm. So Marge, Marge comes downstairs to see Homer drinking a beer with a, a like, you know, clearly pantyhose on his head. Like he's clearly just pulled the caper and he's laying on the giant donut. And she goes, where did you get that giant donut? And he goes, well, I acquired it legally. You can be sure of that. And his delivery <laughs> is <good>. amazing. <laughs> uh, uh, and then, so all of the, all of the ads and mascots in town come to life during an electrical storm and start wrecking the town. And there's like three pet boys esque guys pet that boys, have yeah. giant heads and uh, the old man who owns it is like, fellas, where you going? Uh, don't go scratching up them heads. And it's just well, like because they have giant heads. And so when they jump down, their heads are far too large for their tiny bodies. Yeah. And so all their heads have to be dragged around the ground. It was a good and bit. then later on, you see them in the background. They've now got shopping carts that their heads are in that they're pushing <laughs> their heads around, which right. is a great a good bit. Back, background bit. Uh, and then. And then there's a there's a part where Chief Wiggum sees a giant monster, shoots it. Turns out it was just a guy on the on the basketball. It wasn't from a very it was even a giant guy. monster. It was just a tall man. It wasn't like a fifty foot anything. It was yeah, just like he's a six just foot a tall guy. basketball player. And the other cop goes, "Oh, Chief, he he that was a he was just a basketball player." And he goes, "Ah, he was turning into a monster though." <laughs> you can be sure of that. <laughs> Uh, there's a there's a scene where there's there's a Satan. I, I'm not sure what product this is parodying. I know it's something, but where there's a devil uh uh walking around and there's a great bit where Bart is on his shoulder convincing him to yes. do bad stuff. But he's <laughs> he's do, he's just convincing him on both shoulders to do bad stuff instead of a devil and an angel on his shoulder. Great, great bit. Uh, uh, I like that then, the uh, the lard lad shows up at Homer's house for the donut back, and he's just like, uh, yes, and Homer's like, oh, you want the donut? Favorite line. And then Marge's like, yeah. the donut. He's like, no, no, this <laughs> is which just killed me. What's my, the line? My though? favorite line is he knocks on the door. Homer says, "Oh, Flanders has your giant donut. Go bug him." And then when the door closes, Homer goes, "He came to life. Good for him." And again, <laughs> the delivery is so perfect. My brother and I say this to each other probably at least once a month. 
like <laughs> we'll say something and then good for him. And we, it's always that. And then at some point, you know, Lard Lad wants his donut back. He realizes Flanders doesn't have it. And Homer does not want to give him the donut back. Marge says, me. give him, give him the donut back. It, like it'll finally end all this horror. And Homer goes, well, if it'll end horror. <laughs> and then immediately well, after, he gives yeah. him the donut back. And then Lard Lad starts smashing everything. And, and Homer goes to Marge, don't you ever get tired of being wrong all the time? And she just goes, sometimes. <sighs> <laughs> yeah, that was again, a great bit because you're, you're led to believe if you give just, Lard Lad back the donut, he'll he'll everything will stop, and then it just keeps going as if yeah. nothing happened. And it's just some of the greatest voice acting I've ever heard because on paper those are all funny lines, but hearing these people read them, it's just I remember the first time my brother and I watched it, and we lost our shit at all those, and all of those are <laughs> packed into like an eight minute vignette. Everything that I just read is basically the episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, then, then we go to an ad agency that created the statues, and then they get Paul Anka to write a jingle that just says, "Don't look at them," <laughs> and he, so yeah. people don't look at them, and, and they all is, die. This is a little, a little like interesting thing is that the Simpsons in an earlier episode referenced Paul Anka, said something about him being cool, and he wrote them a letter to say, "Hey, you guys referenced me. That's so nice. Thank you so much, The Simpsons." And they were like, "Do you?" do you want to be on the show? And he was like, yeah, I would. That's so they wrote this specifically for him. It's a great jingle. And I want to sing it anytime Trump is on TV. And it's basically just, uh, to stop those monsters. One, two, three. Uh, there's something, something guaranteed, you know, and it goes into just don't look, just don't look. And everyone turns away from the monsters to, to watch Paul Anka, singing and so the monsters lose all their power and die and i am telling you this is what we need to do this is what we need to not pay any attention to trump's tweets or his tv appearances or his insane press conferences and he will starve to death like these monsters and fall over dead in the street i mean I think do it'll that, be a lot easier just... when he's you know not the most powerful person in the world Probably easier. Yeah, he's, easier gonna, he's out of office. He's gonna launch nuclear weapons if you do that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll show you. He's not gonna pay attention to me. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. If when he's hiding out in like a bunker or whatever, uh, because there's a there's a uh, people that look different than him out in the street walking around. Uh, that's fine. I don't care about rage tweeting. Then, then he can be safely ignored because it won't affect my life at all. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> I mean, I think it would work. I think he would he would lose his. I think that's the only thing keeping him alive now is is attention. Gina, don't you ever get tired of being wrong? <laughs> Some, sometimes. Oh lord. Okay, so the second episode is our Nightmare on Elm Street episode. Yeah, uh, Nightmare, Nightmare on, on Evergreen Terrace. Terrace. This one is actually kind of scary. Like as as far as Treehouse of Horrors go, which which you know, air more towards comedy and less towards scary. This one was actually considered one of the scarier ones. Yeah, and again, I can see that. it has my brother and I, you know, there, there's a line in this that we, we, again, we quote all the time. Then it's, you know, basically uh, uh groundskeeper. Willie is, is haunting kids in their dreams and killing them a la Freddy Krueger because the parents let him burn to death one day at a school meeting and there's a great Marge says it was the 13th hour of the 13th day of the 13th month. We were there to discuss the misprinted calendars. And yep. then, and then yep. Homer says, lousy smarch weather. 
because it's very cold. And growing up in New Jersey, when there were, whenever there was a snowstorm or a rainstorm, my friends and I would say, lousy smarch weather. And it's, it's just such an amazing opening as she's telling this horrible story about a man burning to death. <laughs> so so the thing the kids at home need to look, so people that are younger than us, see, now we have things called memes. Before we had memes and ways to communicate like that, we just spoke in Simpsons references. That's it. That was the only meme, yeah. Simpsons references yeah. in the late 80s, True early story. 90s. Yep. Uh, also, since we're uh, not going to be on it, I just want to say that my favorite uh, groundskeeper Willie line of all time is from the Treehouse of Horror that is the uh, the Shining. Yep, uh, that's the one where parody. he dies in every like, episode. Shut up. You want to get sued? <laughs> oh, God. I'm dead. Yeah, dead, I am dead. Yeah, that whole that was that probably would have been my second choice for for one uh, uh, to pick because that is also great. Maybe next year, maybe next year we'll do that one. I feel I feel like early on the parodies were great because they had um, they just used the structure, but then they just packed so many jokes in. <laughs> and when we get to Ray's episode, uh, their parody was like, oh, you, you're doing the thing. But there's no fucking jokes. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I will, cool. I will admit that you know I have a big gap after probably like season ten of The Simpsons, so I can't speak to, like, I do know that the Treehouse of Horrors are consistently the most watched episode because people just yeah. love them. So maybe the quality is still good, and I didn't mind uh, season twenty five. But yeah, comparing it to these, uh, uh, but you know, that being said, it's got to be hard to <laughs> like eventually. No, I'm not, I'm- you I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say like you fucking Simpsons people are like hacks. Like they've been doing <laughs> it for 31 years. Yeah. So like, yeah, it's just the the only thing is just that like you're you're pumping out things that are fine. Yeah, they're fine. Yeah, there's but nothing wrong with them. It was fine. But like yeah. these early things are inspired, and I think they still hold up. I haven't talked to a child yet to see if they think these things are funny. Oh, I tried. So we uh, got this uh, uh, Nightmare uh, on Elm Street episode with Willie. <laughs> But you have to show I him did. all the Nightmare on Elm Streets first, so he gets. I did. I'll just pump those through him. It'd be fine. Uh, I did show him uh, my Treehouse, um, and then uh, I I watched uh, Treehouse twenty five, and he was well, looking at his phone the entire time. So <laughs> looking at his phone, he has a phone. Uh, we we have a, a an old iPhone that doesn't have uh, any cell. It just has Wi-Fi, and he's just got like YouTube Kids on there, or whatever. So he was just watching fucking uh, toy unboxings and oh, shit like that. Oh, that makes me so and sad. Whale videos. <laughs> like we give him, like let him choose what he wants at certain times when he has the phone. Yeah, and it is what it is. Uh, the kids got terrible taste. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but this is, this is, they do, you're right. They basically do a straight parody of Nightmare on Elm Street. Freddy Krueger got burned and then tried to kill kids in their sleep. And that, and this is, that's exactly what they do here. They just pack it into eight minutes. Uh, and there's another great line where, you know, the kids' parents explain to them why groundskeeper Willie is trying to kill them. And then... Uh, at some point, one of them says, the next time you fall asleep, you could die. And Grandpa Simpson goes, ha, welcome to my world. <laughs> yep. And it's yep. so sad and funny. 
I appreciate the part that Willie's menacing Bart in his dream, and uh, Bart goes through all the trouble of creating quicksand in a sandbox by just pulling out mud and covering it in like grass. And then Willie falls in. It's like, oh, that's it. No, he's the most horrific spider monster now you'll ever consider <laughs> in a cartoon. Outside yeah, of Wicked and, and- City, I've never seen a, a, a scarier spider monster. And Maggie saves the day by by plugging up his his bagpipe hole with her with her pacifier. And you think that's going to be the end of it. Uh, and the the most brilliant part of this is that in every as someone who in high school watched every single uh, uh, I used to host horror movie marathons at my place over that numbers tracks. of days. And we did every single Nightmare on Elm Street, every single Halloween, every single just of a bunch of different horror horror movies. And they always end with you think you think he's beaten, but at the last second, something indicates that either he's not and he'll be back in the next movie or he's just straight up not. And he just kills the person who's the hero. Uh, And so, you know, that he has to come back. And so so Lisa says, I don't know, I can't shake this feeling that Willie is going to come back in, in some way. And then he just gets off the bus, is a normal guy again, and is trying to scare them by just being like, woo, blah, 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 blah. And the bus, the bus drives away and he goes, no, I left my gun on the bus. So he was just going to shoot them. <laughs> and then it's him running down the street after the bus. And it's so brilliant because it it really plays on those uh, that trope great that the that the horror movie monster comes back one last time for the kill yeah and he also loses a shoe trying to chase the bus and then it's just sad uh, and yeah. it's like oh i, I feel bad for <laughs> willie that's kind of weird <laughs> um okay so the third one we got is a homer uh it's it's a homer uh episode uh, oh, homer homer, yeah, homer did you not uh, wait ray serious question did you not understand that the title of this was homer cubed no, here's the deal. I wrote the word Homer, and then I put a three like by cubed, but it ended up getting a line through it on my notes from the previous episode ending, <laughs> so I completely lost it. I'm like, why does it say Homers? I don't understand why I would write that, but now that you say that, yes, yeah, Homer, Homer Okay, three I thought for a second the, uh... that you didn't understand. <laughs> when in doubt, assume that he does not understand, and you will be right. Most of the time. You're right a lot. Oh. Yeah, that's a fact. Uh, so, yeah, so pa- Patty and Selma are coming over, so Homer wants to hide from them. He can't hide in the closet because uh, Bart and Lisa are already there. So he finds a, a mystery wall and pops through and ends up in a 3D dimension. Yeah, so this is this is very cool. Uh, uh, it's also also 100% based on a on a, um, a Twilight Zone episode. A little girl gets goes through through a wall. This is exactly what happens. Someone has to tie a rope around themselves and, and go in. Uh, uh, so so even sort of lesser known episodes of the Twilight Zone they parody, but this is a straight up parody of that. But this was like the first time they used this sort of technology to to do computer graphics of The Simpsons, and it took them a long time to sort of figure out how to render them. Uh, and, and, you know, there's a great line where Homer is standing there and, 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 uh, Fox notoriously was never supportive of the Simpsons, even when it was their number one show, the executives are fucking terrible. They always, they always make fun of like TV executives, especially in Treehouse of horrors. And there's a line where Homer is just standing there and there's this, you know, for the time, beautifully rendered computer graphic world behind him. And he goes, Ooh, I feel like just standing here is costing so much money. And then he just stands there silently for several seconds. So and he goes, good. better make the most yeah, yeah. of it. And then he just burps. 
Uh, and it's the yeah. greatest, like, fuck you to Fox, because apparently the the ending of this, um, they basically said, like, OK, we need we need him in the Homer in the real world. And then we want a crane shot and we need to block off traffic. And Fox said, nah, fuck that. Do it cheap. We're not giving you that money, despite the fact that this was a, you know, a billion dollar with the merch and everything. Yeah. They were making them so much money. And they were Simpsons so created an entire night of programming for this network. Yeah. And they were so bummed that they couldn't get the shot that they wanted. And even in the last scene, you can see cars driving by because they weren't allowed to block off the street. They weren't allowed to get the shot that they wanted. They went back to Fox multiple times. And again, this is this is season seven. This is Treehouse of Horror 6, season seven. By this point, you know, maybe they didn't know that it was going to run for eight million more seasons, but it still had made them so much money. And they just notor- like Fox is just notoriously terrible and just was like, no, we we don't like the fact that you spent money on this one section. We we hate it and you're stupid. So you can't get this one last shot that you want. Uh, but the, but the computer world is very cool. There's real mathematical equations in the background that I, that oh, I, I didn't understand when I read the Wikipedia entry. And I'm not Ray. I'm smart. So you know that they're, hey, they're real and they're good. <laughs> they looked real to me, but you know, so does a clothesline. What do I know? Uh, yeah, but, but, you know, Bart tries to go into this other dimension and rescue Homer. It doesn't work. Homer gets sucked in to our world. So he's walking around in our world. And then my favorite part, he's very scared, but he sees an erotic cake shop and goes in. Yes. And then the episode just ends. It ends with a close up of the erotic cake shop. Yeah. Homer is now in our world, which I think about often. I think, what if, what (laughs) if this was real? What if I was just walking down the street and all of a sudden there was this because there's people in the shot that are looking at him like what what the fuck is this computer generated fat man doing in our world? That's what I wonder how they how they shot that. Did they just put somebody in like an actual like just like a, a one of those green suits or did they put somebody in like a Homer Simpson outfit and just run down the street like a crazy person? Because <laughs> I'm sure those were actors, but uh, they, they seemed perplexed by what was happening around them. <laughs> Yeah, it's just such a great, it's just such a weird, great episode that ends in the weirdest, greatest way of it's a kid's show and he goes into an erotic cake shop after a pretty obscure, a parody of a pretty obscure Twilight Zone episode. Hold on, are you saying that an erotic cake shop is not a good place to get child's cakes? (laughs) Because if so, I've got to cancel an order for Egon's birthday. (laughs) Erotic you gotta be real careful monster. saying things like that, uh, say that, Chan, because you're gonna get QAnon folks all up your ass. <laughs> well, you are a, the you basement are a of Hollywood an erotic Democrat liberal. Mm. I am part of the deep state. <laughs> mm. It's fair. Uh, so let's talk about maybe the best Treehouse of Horrors, episode False. 25, Treehouse 25, the one I picked because the thumbnail looked interesting. Uh, <laughs> Oh, I hate you so much. I appreciated the Battle of the Network Stars intro where they started listing off a whole list of celebrities, pull the curtain back, and it's just all their dead bodies to spell out like Treehouse of Horror uh, or whatever the heck it yeah, was. Yeah, so this laugh. is the only appearance in this episode of Kang and Kodos. They're the they're the hosts sort of of this variety show. And, and then they're not in the rest of the episode, which is Wait sad, but also in keeping with Ray's terrible pick. 
Thank you. Yeah. I did a great job. Uh, this first one I actually liked a lot. Uh, Bart Simpson's in class. He gets he is locked into his classroom because he's in detention, and he finds an Aramaic desk, which uh, you know it's basically a gateway to hell. And so uh, mm-hmm. he enrolls in hell school while he's there, where he's like the best student because of course he is, and Lisa's very popular there because of why not? And and it just it, the whole thing is just fun, and they used a Wilhelm scream in there as well. Uh, Chan, I don't suppose you have that queued up, but like uh, we got a they, Wilhelm I think screen. That they I'm happy. May, they maybe do that in in every episode, but there's right now, this there's is the also first one great, I heard of the three. There's also great backgrounds, like like they're so they're torturing people, and in the background of the scene where they're sort of panning through hell, there's a guy being tortured by being forced to eat donut after donut after donut, which is uh-huh. a reference to another uh, Treehouse of Horror where Homer is being tortured in hell that same way. So, so I do like the consistency. There's also a great line. Bart's, Bart's a good student because he's great at thinking of creative ways to torture people. And his teacher's a very attractive blonde demon. And he says, yes. I can't believe it. I have a crush on my teacher. And she goes down here. We can make that happen. And, and that's <laughs> a very great line. Very funny. I mean, here's the thing. We can make that happen here too. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. But you know, I just love the fact that they're in hell, and so it's it's like, yeah, of course, teachers fuck students in hell. <laughs> yeah, why wouldn't they? Come on. Uh, um, but yeah, yeah the, the, teachers fuck students in hell. I will ah. say that I will say that my my what I noticed about this is that the writing to me wasn't as they weren't trying as hard as the earlier as the earlier uh treehouse of horrors to pack as many verbal jokes in but animation wise because they can do so much more nowadays with animation the backgrounds and the visual gags are really packed in there with this so that was that was one of the things that i noticed writing not as good but you know, just the the nature of being able to turn animation over faster now. I think that they you really know, glad, packed shit into the background. I'm glad you said that because there's something I noticed in the first two that was not prevalent in the third one is the pace is a lot faster. They have more they're trying to get in, so everybody's talking a heck of a lot faster just to try to get all the bits in uh, as quickly as possible. Whereas the one yeah. uh, episode 25, it's much more slowed down. Uh, they don't have as much to say. They don't have as many jokes they're trying to cram in there. So they kind of take their time at a more leisurely pace. So in that way, it was a little bit more comfortable to watch because you didn't have to be constantly focused. You know, you could be Wait, a little you're bit talking more about in 25? Yeah. In 25, yeah. it was more oh, lackadaisical. Yeah. I, d- I disagree. I felt like the first, the first ones had a better narrative flow. And then this one was just sort of like they came up with a concept. And oh, like that right. was sort of it. No, uh, he's just talking about did, pace. Just like I'm there the are pacing more of jokes the episode per minute. Yeah. 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 The thing I noticed about this one was uh and I uh made a note of it here. Uh keep your pants on, Marge. It's probably some private school that costs a million dollars a year. And then they squeeze you for extra money through book fairs and silent auctions, and parents get twenty emails a day from the school, and everyone hits reply all to everything. You know what that is? That is some fucking old men 
who are uh, complaining about having to do shit for their kids' school, their kids' private school, mind you. These aren't like young men who have an axe to grind and want to like tear down the system with their satire. Yeah. It's just old, comfortable men are like, ugh. I got to go to a PTA meeting again. Yeah. What do I pay these fucking schools for if it's not to like babysit my kid? This, and that just like kind of left a bad taste in my yes, mouth. Yes. And I will say that this 100% reminded me so much of, of someone who I will tell you afterwards, but it, but it is very much sort of, of one of those sort of like wealthy old white men who tells stories like this. Remind me, I'll tell you guys after. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Guys, I'm right here. And if you're on um, Patreon, we're <laughs> we're not going to tell you in Patreon either. But yeah, no. but yeah, uh, I, I, had, I had the same our, yeah. thought, uh, the same exact thought where I was like, oh, that's this is like what happens when writers get older and richer and they're shooting the shit before work starts and saying like, oh, God, like now nowadays it's just they want you to be so involved at this and that. <laughs> well i just you know i only appreciated the fact that they put in a uh, yankees or uh, new york yankees are evil joke that made me laugh that brought me joy uh yeah anytime you give me a good sports joke i'm I'm here for it um and the, the 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 final part of this episode is uh the the final exam bart has to torture uh homer with like a sledgehammer and he's like i can't torture homer and homer's like i'm so proud of you son do it for me and so he just destroys him and then cut to like graduation and Homer sitting next to another guy who's just a pile of parts. And he's just, he's like, your son did it too, huh? He's, Which one's yours? And I, it just made me laugh. That's just like, no, let's just keep, let's, let's play this bit out and see how far it goes. And I appreciated that as well. Yeah. yeah. This wasn't, this wasn't, wasn't bad. Yeah. Uh, I will say watching three... this immediately after the prime of the Simpsons, the prime years of the Simpsons probably didn't do it any favors. Well, you know, I think that 3D Homer episode didn't quite hit me as well as the other five before it did. So it was a nice palate cleanser to lead me I into do, that one. I do remember watching that one live, too. And like I remember there were like commercials and shit about like how f- uh, amazing it was going to be. And yeah, I guess it was pretty amazing for yeah, the time yeah it was pretty freaking dope i mean i think I, I i agree that nowadays we're like oh they do this for every like they do computer but at the time it was holy shit i remember them talking about they didn't know how to animate bart's hair and they had to use like a plastic doll as a model of like what does his Ugh. hair actually look like uh, uh but but yeah like this was this was if this had been the first episode that i watched i probably would have been like man that's pretty good that's pretty funny but just having you know it coming off of two of the best ones i was just like okay this is yeah all right this is good yeah that's fine yeah that's i will fine. say this no, like next it. one is my least favorite uh, yeah, uh, I don't know. This one yellow? I feel like it had a lot of potential, Weakest. and then they just didn't do anything with it. Clockwork Yellow, uh, where Mo, the bartender, is is the Malcolm McDowell character from Clockwork Orange, and all they basically did was tell the story. But like half half the time, instead of that that character, uh, the Malcolm McDowell character, just became the Homer character, and then they just sort of spun it off. And it was yeah, it was it was not great. I mean, they they it, it look it's it's a it's a it's a love letter to the films of Kubrick. And because uh, they do a whole lot of references yeah. at the end, there's so many in a row that there's actually a Barry Lyndon joke. And I think somebody even says, like, uh, I don't even know which movie this is. 
And that made me laugh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, that that's sort of like what it, it, there was no to me there was no nuance to it. Like whereas the earlier yes. the earlier Treehouse of Horrors would pay pay homage to something. This was literally just, you know, it starts with okay, yeah, what if what if Mo is is, you know, it, it like is in a clockwork orange. Okay. Leader fine. of the Druids. No, no, no. Here we go. This is what if Dane Cook wrote The Simpsons. Here's a reference. Yes. Here's another yes. reference. It, reference. It, That's funny, right? It reference? sort of reminded me of them trying to keep up with Family Guy or something because there's just there were yeah. there were references with no nuance. And I love Family Guy, but that's sort of what it is. There's no, it's just let's reference something because Gags. then it's, then it's you know Mo Mo after he's retired from the gang gets beaten up by a new gang and then and then he gets the old gang back together and the first thing they do is home invasion, and he goes to home and it's and it's an eyes wide shut orgy party, right? Which there right. again, there's no commentary on it. Uh, uh, it's literally just they show up and it's an eyes wide shut orgy party and you're like, okay, this is another. Kubrick reference and then they start fighting everyone at the orgy party there's a pretty good bit where it's like oh people who are censoring nudity remember to keep up okay that's that's pretty funny and then at some point he opens a door and the guy from full metal jacket is sitting there with his rifle uh and then he slowly shuts the door and like that's it that's the full metal jacket reference there's no they it's like they're not trying to work it into anything yeah, I look. So the one, the one bit I think they did get kind of right is the uh, the bit where they play what is it the uh, the William Tell Overture in Clockwork Orange when Malcolm oh. McDowell. Well, Malcolm McDowell is uh, is uh, he takes like two ladies back to his room and then it's like a fast motion of him like sexing him up and then relaxing and then doing more and it, it goes on like it's a long scene but it all happens in fast motion while well, the did it on did it on did it on dun 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 it happens underneath so they did this with homer and marge as if it's going to be this big like sex scene but all it is is homer just like drinking beer and eating pizza and ordering more takeout while marge gets increasingly bored on the bed waiting for any action to happen and that that one hit me a little bit right that that that, that to me was pretty funny <laughs> you you saw yourself in that uh, yeah oh oh i, I feel like it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then and then they have a 2001 a Space Odyssey reference oh, which again bit. it's it's yeah. fine but there's no there's no nuance to it. It, it, it. They repeat it even. Yeah. He throws the bone and then later on he throws the pen and like Yeah. Yeah, it's very strange and then and then you know the the ending is is pretty funny. It's it's Kubrick watching this episode and saying throw it out and recut it. Which it's like it's it's fun but but it does feel like a bunch of writers said to a bunch of artists, oh, just draw like draw a scene from every Kubrick movie you can think of without actually figuring out ways to weave it into the storyline. Like, for instance, the Shining parody where it was, oh, the Shinnin, do you want to get sued? Don't don't read my mind between these hours because that's Willie's time. You know, like there's no there's there's no. uh it's like it's like a, a, a you know one of those drum machines wrote a song basically all the all the moves are there but there's no soul. Hey 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 yeah. hey! You leave Roland out of this. <laughs> there's no need to to start shit. Uh, uh, we got the last one is uh, what the others and uh, I this I actually enjoyed this one a heck of a lot. Yeah, uh, because this was this was probably I was a my fan. favorite. 
Yeah, I was a of, fan of, of the one. Simpsons on the Tracy Ullman show. Uh, obviously, that's where they came from. And then so when they had that first Christmas Simpsons special, uh, my you know, my entire family watched it. We were very excited for it to come out. And when we found out the Simpsons is going to like be a thing uh, on TV, we were like, well, it should be. This show was brilliant. And that Christmas special was great. If I was to watch it again now, maybe it wouldn't be so great. But uh, I remember it's it okay. very, very. Yeah, okay. it's it does. still still yeah. pretty good for it what it up. is. Okay. Yeah, and um, it's also I I appreciate this too because I I remember watching the others in college and being like, holy shit, this movie is good, and it's it's one of those like underappreciated horror movie gems that uh uh is actually quite good and quite scary. So I I appreciate that they that they sort of parodied this movie that I don't think anyone's really clamoring for. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I I I appreciated this. I also just from like uh, just from a uh, uh so, you know someone who has worked with a lot of voiceover artists it's fascinating to listen to the er- the same actors do the early voices versus <laughs> what the voices oh, became yeah. because Nancy yeah. Cartwright's Bart was in like a much lower register when he first started and then he got he got higher as he went on they they make a joke about it, but the original Homer I forgot was real grumpy. Like he, oh, he yeah. became more of a buffoon as it went on. But even in like first season Simpsons, he's more kind of like pissed off. And remember and the grumpy. bit was he strangles Bart all the time. Like that was the bit. Oh yeah, yeah I mean that that lasted many seasons. Uh, but he was sort of more like a put upon Archie Bunker type. He was sort of more like world weary. And then later on, he just became a lovable buffoon. But it was really fascinating to hear the voice actors act opposite themselves. Like Dan Castellaneta doing now Homer versus then Homer was just really interesting. Because if I remember right from interviews, uh, Dan Castellaneta said uh, he just basically was doing a Walter Matthau uh, impression and just uh, maybe like slowing it down slightly. I forget exactly, but it was, yeah, it's a completely different voice than what Homer has now. And we're all better for it, I will say. Um, but it is fun because they do the whole bit where all the the dead old first, you know, pre preseason Simpsons from the Tracy Ullman show show up to their nowadays house and they all have interactions and Homer's faced with the dilemma. Do I want to go with uh, my current wife, uh, Marge, who's a little bit more bitter? Uh, or do I want to go with young, fresh Marge from the first cast who is 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 a rearing sex bot ready to go? Uh, mm-hmm. And he's just like, yeah, I think I'm going to go ahead and take the younger model. And uh, uh, they all have an agreement because uh, older Marge has seen all the shit that Homer's done and is still with him anyway. And he's like, you know what? That's a great point. <laughs> yeah. And Marge <laughs> ends up killing herself because she's like, oh, you like ghosts, huh? Uh, and and I will say, again, in the Treehouse of Horror lore, there is a bit. I can't remember which one it is, but the camera at some point pans underneath the Simpsons house and you see the bones of the original characters. Okay. Uh, uh, of the original mm. Simpsons characters. Like you see them dead. So this is in keeping with the lore that they were, that the originals were at some point killed or died and are buried under the house. And now they're haunting it. Cause that, that other thing happened in a much earlier, earlier Treehouse of horror. And just the, the, the idea, cause they even mentioned this on the Wikipedia page. But the idea that they can keep all of this in their heads, that yeah. like, oh, this will be a great little Easter egg because remember this episode, blah, 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 when you've got 
8,000 episodes of a show is insane to me. I mean, as someone who frequently rewatches my favorite shows and discovers new things each time, if someone try if if I tried to keep a bunch of little yeah. things or Easter eggs in my head, I would probably go insane. I would say you, that my I biggest mean, yeah, go ahead. You you're not going insane. The poor writer's assistants that they probably uh pay slave wages to are going insane. Uh, yeah. I, I just want to say like yeah. my favorite bit, the one that actually made me laugh the most of all three of these was in this last part of this episode because it was so goddamn dark. Uh, and it's where uh, Bart and Lisa are in the tree and they're trying to jump out the window to kill themselves because all the Simpsons are dying to become ghosts so they can hang out with the other ghosts. And the Bart and Lisa kill each other by jumping out the window and uh, they land and, and Willie's there and he picks up Bart and Lisa and it's like, I've got more meat for my stew. And he's got Maggie over his shoulder and like Bart or oh, Lisa's yeah. ghost says, like, wait a minute, when did Maggie die? And and Willie just turns, he's like, eh. <laughs> he Yeah, there's going. a close-up and on I his shifty so, eyes. I, I love that. So I, I very I much was, appreciated that. I, that I'm it's not just even implied kidding. that he he just committed infanticide for no reason other than to put a, put her in in a stew. But also that and then the ending to this I loved because first of all, I don't know if you caught it. But so basically the ending is they're, they're all, they're all dead. They're all now ghosts living in the same house. And Lisa has, has a moment as Lisa is wont to do where she says, wait a minute, if there's two different versions of us existing, theoretically, couldn't there be infinite, infinite versions of us existing? And then of course there's, you know, people burst in through the door and it's different versions of them done in different animation styles. So there's, there there's adventure time simpsons there's south park simpsons there's archer simpsons lego uh, and, and uh, um, uh minions yeah, minions minions, minions. Uh, and then also in the background there's other versions from other treehouse of horrors like there's marge oh, great. after she was cursed by a gypsy and so she's all blue hair uh i don't know if anyone caught those all these sort of like little easter not. eggs but my favorite part of this is that the first alternate version homer that bursts through the door is voiced by the only actor to appear in every pixar film john ratzenberger ah oh. damn it i heard the voice i was like wait who is it and then the the gag start kept coming i was like ah crap i'll look it up later and it's, then i forgot it's such a it's such a weird like there was a time when treehouse of horror got james earl jones and they used him in every treehouse, like every vignette for that year. Because when you've got James Earl Jones, you've got <laughs> James Earl Jones and you're going to use him. So he's like, you know, he's he's an alternate universe version of Maggie where she goes, this is indeed a disturbing universe. <laughs> and he's just like a bunch of a bunch of different voices. And I think he did a couple like he you know, he did a couple of them. Uh, but the fact that they had John Ratzenberger record one line in the last 30 seconds of Treehouse <laughs> of Horror 25 is so bonkers to me and such a weird little Easter egg. Like you would think they would have used him for the other vignettes, but I guess they didn't want to spoil that little weird surprise. I mean, and who knows look, how many people did not pick up on that because he has one sentence. Look, John Ratzenberger is not a huge get. He's a great guy and, and a fantastic actor and has got a great legacy. It's not like he's unattained. He's not James Earl Jones. Okay. First of all, like, 
I agree that I I agree that he you know that maybe people who see him wouldn't immediately know him. But I just looked up his net worth. He's worth eighty million dollars. He was on oh Cheers. God. He was Hold on, on Cheers. What's Gina's net worth? <laughs> Well, he got he was that on Cheers, Cheers for Toy 10 Story years. Yeah. Like, like he was on Cheers for 10 years. And by the last season of Cheers, those actors were getting paid so much money. And and also, again, he's the only actor to appear in every Pixar film. So his voiceover <gasps> rate is probably astronomical. Which And like, you know, there's no way he did this for a discounted rate because it's The Simpsons. Why would he? He wouldn't have to. Uh, so Chan, what's yeah. Gina worth? You, you just you were just aghast. <laughs> I did look it up, and uh, what I got to this my life reputation profile has been removed by Gina Epolito. So apparently <laughs> she's going around. And uh, uh, however, the uh, the little uh, Google thing, the uh, the uh, um, uh, summary says that she's worth greater than four hundred ninety nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine dollars. <laughs> I mean, you know what? So, That's probably accurate. Okay. Yeah, I did recently get. My, get a bunch of uh, uh, <laughs> my profiles removed from things because they had my, <laughs> they had my address up. So I recently just oh. emailed like five different places just Ew, that's to, to opt out because they had been posting my address. Uh, right. Yeah, you guys probably have your addresses up somewhere too because it's just something that you have to opt out of. And one Wait of them was my life. People will, will stop by. Like I'm bored. Come on, Gina. Let's <laughs> hold on. I just I just found we, your middle name's Marie Michelle. Gina oh, okay. Marie then, is a different, there's a different. Cause it says that you're 50 here. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> is Gina 50? No, lot. no. There's, there are back. a lot of Gina Marie Ippolitos. It's a very common. Uh, but yeah, I just, I just saw that too, where it said greater than 499,000, which I guess, Holy like, shit. I guess if you own a house, I guess that's what your net worth, your net worth then becomes like you guys. Part- part of the house what do you think my net worth is i just looked it up two Ooh. two bits oh two bits race to canis net and before i was done it auto filled it for me people are looking this up this is good knowledge <laughs> raise net worth now it references it references let's see uh, uh some youtube and and, and and independent films i made back in 2008 2009 Ooh. and common <laughs> beauties the, the 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 web series i did with brent pope in 2016 um, what do we, what guys, what do you think my net worth is according to networthpost.org? I'm going to go. I just looked it up so I can't. Okay. I haven't, I have not, I was almost going to type it, but then I wanted to guess, but I'm going to go with the same logic of because you own a house, I'm, I'm going to say, let's see, but you own it with another person. I'm going to say 400,000. Seven hundred thousand dollars. I'm probably worth, worth more, more dead than, than alive, guys. How I don't. It must be all the podcasting. <laughs> How are you oh. worth more than me? <laughs> sorry, okay, I, sorry, Peter. Oh, here's the, here's the real talk. Uh, if you look up my name net worth, it doesn't show up yeah, at all. I know. It's I like just, he's got a Twitter, but there is an interview with Robert Toshi Chan. Nope, not me. What about different Robert Chan? What about top twenty richest actors in the world? Oh no, that's Robert awesome. De Niro. <laughs> How are you? You, I, I admire your lack of footprint online. He just has Here's a really common name, I've Gina. I mean, it's not that trying 
to build a footprint online. So what you're saying right now is incredibly insulting to me. No, I, I spend a lot of time trying to get people to take shit down so that I don't get stalked. I have scrubbed my name from zero websites. Never have I done that. I want to put as much of myself out there as possible. And the fact that, n- that nobody cares about my net worth is disheartening. Oh, this is just amazing. Uh, anyway. All right, guys. So that's our Treehouse of Horror episode. Somehow surprisingly ending on net worth. Uh, we do have something else we've got to add here because we have some theme song throwdown that we have to do. It's the theme song throwdown. This is the final match in round one of our it. tournament. Get it. We what? did it. We've gone through 32 songs or this More. will be 32. Uh, oh, yeah, 34, because we did that one play-in. Uh, the next round, we're giving it over entirely to patrons of the show. I'm going to be calling them individually and uh, playing the songs for them. After that, we're going to have like a loser play-in round. We're going to do a final thing. There's going to be a lot more audience interaction with these last ones. We're not going to have uh, entire control over it. This is the last round where we are making the votes uh, on these. So What? Yeah, it's it's crazy. It is bonkers. And let's kick it off with the song, the uh, the last of the top seed songs. These are we. I made the top seeds of uh, songs that we personally chose, so they're always going to be kind of hard. You know, like we're obviously going to vote for our favorite songs. So I didn't want to skew things too much. Uh, this is the song that I chose that I love dearly. It was like one of the first huge uh, uh, cartoons of my childhood, and uh, the song just kicks so much ass. It's Star Blazers. We're off to outer space. We're leaving Mother Earth to save the human race. Searching for a distant star, heading off to Iskandar, leaving all we love behind. Who knows what dangers we'll find? We must be strong and brave. Our home, we've got to save. If we don't, in just one year, Mother Earth will disappear. Fighting with the Gamelons, we won't stop until we've won. Then we'll return, and when we arrive, the Earth will survive with our Star Blazers. Yeah, that's that's a real strong theme song. Look, it's got it's got the kind of this uh, uh, Imperial Starship Troopers kind of like all the good parts about fascism are in that song. <laughs> Yeah, I've hurtfully, never heard that before, but, but that correctly put. <laughs> uh, yeah, that men's chorus—it's just like, just like, yes, I yeah. want to save the motherfucking earth. You know, yes. I get—I I get shades of you know, because there's something like something that really stirs inside of me, and I think it's because I'm an old white dude. But a men's choir, like especially when they're kind of doing deep singing, deep, you know, low singing, uh, really like kind of gets me going. I think a little bit of uh, Skyrim. When you play Skyrim and you get near the dragon glyphs and all of a sudden you kind of start getting that men's choir that gets louder as you get closer to the glyph. This is like, 
Hoos, Huss. And I'm just like, oh my God, I'm getting it. <laughs> yes, take me away. <laughs> and I'm into it, man. It's just, it's real, real uh, strong. Starblaze, look, uh, uh, I said this the last round about um, uh, uh, Cowboy Bebop. It's going to take a real strong uh, number to beat it. Uh, I think it's going to take something real strong to beat Starblazers as far as I'm thinking. Gina, where are you at with this song? Yeah, I've never heard it before, but it was pretty rocking. Uh, uh, I'm, I might not have the same connection to it as Chan did because I don't, I sure. like I said, I've never heard it and I don't know of that show. Uh, uh, but that being said, you know, like for the first time hearing it, I was rocking out. Uh, this one is going to be real out of left field. Um so this is not going to be uh, uh, two monsters going at it. It's going to be something like if this tickles your fancy in a real strange way, uh, Starblazers might go down. It was for, uh, brought to us by uh, uh, Patreon subscriber Jason McClain. It Hi, is, Jason. Oh, one of my favorite people. Uh, it's from the Croft Super Show, and it's Electro Woman and Dyna Girl. Okay, here's I, what I'm going to do right wow. now. What I'm going to do, uh, I am going to send you this link because I need you to watch this and watch the uh, and see the visuals as well, um, because I think it's got uh, um, it's honestly it's got a real throwback uh, BBC live action, you know, like uh, season uh, 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 third, fourth doctor, uh, Doctor Who action. Mm-hmm. Um that is, I just watched the video that Chan just sent me, and it is a very 1960s, you know, 1966 Adam West Batman feeling kind of a show. Bright colors, wide camera angles, uh, you know, bad film quality because it's it's old. Um, but I'll tell you, I really enjoyed it. It reminded me a little bit of a 1970s uh, creative porno. Uh, yeah, it, it had a very, it had a very, you know, Wonder Woman-y feel to it. I dug it, but I'm going to call shenanigans because it's not a cartoon. It's not a cartoon, Chan. Uh, I gave it some leeway because we did, once we did, uh, um, uh, what's that Alice in Wonderland thing one time with like Taylor Orsi? Yeah, I, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna allow some stuff. Uh, yeah, I feel like in my in my tournaments though, I I adhere to rules. The the rules of the everyday podcast are different than. But if you're gonna start opening this up to every campy theme song. Uh, whether or not it's a cartoon, I call shenanigans. Uh, you know, I think that's a very fair point uh, that Gina is making. That being said, it came from a patron. Uh, so I say, I say, let it roll. I'm calling yeah. shenanigans. We're going to open the, uh, we're going to open the next uh, tournament up to live action kid stuff, I think. 
So if you want to, you want to bring that uh, hardcore electric electric company action, it's going to happen. Might we're happen. gonna make it happen. Okay. Well, uh, Gina, where, where are you at here? Where are you at between these two songs? I mean, I gotta, I gotta go with uh, in my heart the one that followed the rules, uh, uh, which was. Wait, wait, tell me what you thought of the song without the uh, uh, without knowing that it was live action. Uh, I probably would have voted for it without knowing that it was live action, but but I do, I don't. Every other song that we've done is a cartoon. You can't throw live action in in with cartoons. Unless that was the rule from the beginning, so I can't vote for it. Wow. It's called a theme song throwdown, not a cartoon theme it's song not, throwdown. It's the I mean, first one. If if it if it was open to everything, then I think we would have had different suggestions and we would have gotten different different things. And and I just don't think it's fair to compare live action to cartoons when it yeah. when we're when we're this many rounds in is what I'm gonna say. Well, this is the last matchup of round one, and it's the only time it happened. So I really, just because Gina said that, I want to be contrary and vote for it. Yeah, I'll um, vote for it. Because what you're, here's what, you're, what you're asking me to pick from is between uh, 1970s style funk, uh, uh, lady uh, uh, front forward funk, or uh, a men's chorus uh, in that sort of like deep Latin uh, 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 not not like Roman roots. No, like not here, like Latin I'm, I'm asking you to choose between the candidate that followed the rules and the candidate that's that's claiming that they're going to drain the swamp and is not playing by any rules. So so choose wisely, Ray, because this will make you know, me understand some things about you. <laughs> Thankfully, now when I choose Star Blazers here, and I'm going to choose <laughs> Star Blazers here, the cool thing is when I choose it, I can say it's because it followed the rules and not because I'm a misogynist prick. <laughs> so at least, at least I have that going for me. I'm going to go with Star Blazers, Chan. I just I jumped the gun, but I assume that's where you're going as well. <laughs> it it is. Uh, although honestly, you know what? No, fuck it, fuck it. <laughs> if you both are if voting for Star Blazers, I'm voting for Electra Woman and Diana Girl because yeah. you know what? Okay, the, you just throw your vote away, third party voter. The you rules. Know you know what? The rules have... Change my vote. We're doing Electric Diana Girl. Beat <laughs> no. Star. I've tricked you. No. Now we've got the win. It's not a legitimate. No, that's like writing in Kanye West. It is not a legitimate choice. Uh, Kanye West was on my ballot. Yeah, he was on my so, ballot too. Fuck him. So that's not a write-in. That is legit. No, but he, he was a write-in in some states, though. Uh, I he see. wasn't well, on. He wasn't on write-in. Yeah, yeah, he wasn't on every ballot. But fuck him. <laughs> that's fair. You know what? Fuck Kanye West. I'm voting for Star Blazers. <laughs> that's my logic. Uh, Star Blazers moves on, but honestly, I may just uh put Electra Woman and Dyna Girl into the losers bracket just no! to torment Gina some more. I, I think will, it belongs just to upset Gina. Burn your house down. You know what? Let's put it against Looper the Third. Oh my god! In the bracket and just see what happens. Oh my god! You told me it's this the- was supposed to be fun. <laughs> it's the ultimate terrible Gina <laughs> conundrum. It was the fuck. It's the fuck, Mary kill only without the kill. And it's like <laughs> Hitler and Pol Pot. Which one do you want to uh, have sex with? Which one uh, do you want to marry? I'm going to put on my finest suit and then come kill both of y'all <laughs> instead of myself. Ray, Gina's at the front door. She's wearing a suit. <laughs> Run! <laughs> Wasn't that oh, an man, exciting this theme song? Oh, man. Yeah, this is going to be a real <laughs> long episode, guys. Uh, enjoy it. Uh, just put it on on Halloween itself and just all night long. That's how long this episode is going to be going on for. That, that much longer it's than not, other episodes. It's not. It's not. It's not that. To be fair, this is. 
this is about half the length I expected it to be. So, <laughs> yeah, you're 100 correct, Gina. Uh, and I mean, we learned we learned some interesting things about net worth. <laughs> yeah, I learned some interesting things about Robert Toshi Chan. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Uh, all right, so. So, guys, that's our show. Uh, uh, Chan, Gina, do you have anything you want to add? Anything you want to plug? No. no. No, you never do. Guys, listen to Who Would Win. It's a pretty good show. Uh, hashtag Who Would Win, at Who Would Win Show uh, on Twitter. Uh, otherwise, you can hit us up uh, uh, on Facebook, facebook.com slash knowing is half the podcast, or uh, patreon.com slash knowing is half the podcast. We just recorded, and it's it's going to be live in the feed at uh, Vault at some point. We had on, uh, what was it, 11 of our patrons uh, to judge the loser's bracket. We will not say who won. That will be left a surprise. But uh, uh, we had a really good blast uh, recording it over this last weekend. And my goodness, guys, I think it's a very enjoyable show to listen to as well. So check that out if you are one of our patrons. By the time you hear this, it should hopefully be in the vault. Uh, Fingers crossed on that. Uh, Otherwise, you can hit us up on Twitter at G.I. Joe Podcast. But individually, I am at Almighty Ray. At 999 RPMs. I'm at Gina Ippy. And that is our Treehouse of Horror Spectacular. If you really liked it, we'll do it again next year. And I'll even get a, a more ambiguous episode from late in its Simpsons run. Huh? Hi, I'm Kevin Goatee. Hey, I'm Kevin Israel. We host Gutting the Sacred Cow, the best and most unique movie debate podcast out there. Why? Because we invite our guests to pick a film that they find overrated or hate and try to convince us to see their argument. They must pick a film that is a financial success, widely beloved, or critically acclaimed. That's right. Some of the films our guests have tried to eviscerate, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Pulp Fiction, Ghostbusters? You can find us on all podcast platforms like Apple, Google, Spotify, and more. And if you want to watch our smiling faces, we're also on YouTube. GuttingTheSacredCow.com is where you find all of our information. And we look forward to our guests infuriating you when they attack your favorite films. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line 
prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.